The Brand Ed Podcast with Robbie Fowler, Episode 12, entitled The Power of Branding, Part 2. Thanks for listening to the Brand Ed Podcast the show that helps you build a life-giving personal brand and business. I believe the chaos and confusion around branding, marketing, and business strategy leads to burnt-out leaders, underperforming businesses, and life-draining brands. The best way forward is to connect your branding, marketing, and business strategy together so you can become a better leader, build a stronger business, and bless the customers you serve. If you haven't already, I invite you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get great podcasts. Well, welcome to the Brand Ed Podcast. By the time we're done with this episode on branding, you're going to have answers to these two important questions. Number one, how valuable is your brand for your bottom line? And number two, what are the six parts of every successful brand? This is part two of a two-part series on the power of branding. It's part of the Radical Empathy Brand Framework. That's a seven-part framework that helps you connect your marketing and your branding and your business strategy together. So if you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen to last week's episode. And if you want to get a fuller picture of the seven-part framework, Branding is part five of the framework, so go back and listen to parts one through four of the Radical Empathy Brand Framework to get fully caught up as we look at the power of your brand today. So let's talk now about how valuable, let's let's think through this, how valuable is your brand for your bottom line? Let's talk dollars and cents for a second. I think branding sometimes gets a bad rap that, hey, it's just for the those that are kind of in the artistic, that have an artistic flair about them. They care about that kind of stuff. Like I'm, I'm a meat and potatoes guy, or I'm a gal that just likes to go get things done. Just go make the sale and go execute and, and go do that. So, so this branding stuff, I, does it really impact or touch the bottom line? Absolutely. It does very much. So your brand is valuable to your, to your bottom line. Here is a, a couple of quotes from a fantastic book called the brand flip by one of the godfathers of branding, Marty Newmeyer. Here's what he says in the book, foster researches, customer experience index. So that's some company that's out there that researches brands and takes a look at does uh, attaches value to brands. So Foster Research's customer experience index. So they were looking at customer experience. What sort of impact did a company's customer experience have on their bottom line? Customer experience would go in the branding column. It's in that branding pillar of our Radical Empathy Brand Framework. So they found that returns over a six-year period were up 43%. That's like financial returns, up 43% for customer experience leaders. In other words, companies with brands that valued the customer experience 
up 43% and down almost 34% for other companies or brands that didn't care about the customer experience as part of their brand. And therefore, ultimately not paying enough attention to or not caring enough about or lagging behind on branding. Okay, so absolutely it like dollars and cents branding is valuable when done well. Here's one other stat or fact or figure design in design thinking. Right. It's only a part of your brand. We'll talk about that in one second when we look at the six aspects to every successful brand. But when you think about design or even it's sometimes it's called design thinking, uh, that's really applying the way a designer would think to things beyond just design that would go into the branding column, the branding pillar. Does it have a payoff? Here's another quote from the brand flip book over a 10 year period. A $10,000 investment in design-centric companies would have yielded returns 228% greater than the same $10,000 financial investment in the S&P 500. I'm going to read that one again. Over a 10-year period, if you took 10K, invested that in a design-centric company, i.e. a company that cares about, understands, builds, goes after their brand, like goes on the offensive with their brand, take 10K, put it in one of those companies, you would get a 228% greater return than taking 10K and investing it somewhere in the S&P 500. So yes, branding can bring it absolutely impacts your bottom line. I'll give you one other real world example. I have a friend and a client who has a very active uh, Facebook around his business and his brand. It's great. He is a fantastic leader. He's got a fantastic business and lots and lots of engagement and activity on his Facebook page. He runs ads on there. He promotes his business on there. Lots of marketing. He does lots of marketing on Facebook. That's, you know, most often we would associate Facebook. We would stick that in the marketing pillar in the marketing column of the three pillars that support that bridge that connects our customers to us and us to our customers. In working with, with him as a client, we've actually been spending quite a bit of time working on his brand, talking about his brand, forcing him to do the hard work of thinking about his brand. Now, he would not be one that you would throw in that kind of artistic flair. He is much more of a business. He's efficient, like get things done, success. He knows how to win. He's one of those kinds of leaders, fantastic leader. So this is hard for him because he's got to stop and think about his brand. He's got to ask some why questions, not just go knock it out of the park. And it's been almost comical as he's wrestled through that. So we've wrestled through some of that together. Some light bulbs have gone off. He took some of the light bulbs, some of that hard work that we've done working on his brand, and he he threw up a Facebook post, put it on his Facebook page for his business. It was like pure branding, 
no marketing. There was no call to action. There was no, hey, you know, comment or like this or share it with your friends. There was no uh, comment or like it and we'll pick someone and give you, you know, a gift card or a free product or anything like that. It was literally pure branding. We were talking just this last week about that and how it went. And I said, hey, how effective was that for you? He goes, let me go check. So he looks back through his Facebook post and looking back, it's got the second most engagement of anything he's ever posted for his business, including all of the marketing things he's done on Facebook. This is the second most engaged piece of Facebook content he's ever created for his business. Branding does work. Branding matters. Branding is valuable. Now, over time, he could probably look back and see, uh, since he posted that, has he seen some of those people that commented on his Facebook? Some of those people he knows as customers. I bet you money he could see, and they came in the next week or two or whatever. Right? So, yes, it matters. One last quick example. We're right now, again, as I record this, not sure when you're listening to this, but as I record it, we're still in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic, particularly when the pandemic hit those first few weeks as it began to impact the United States, North America, which happens to be where I am in my context. Man, can you see a shift in all these big companies? All of the commercial shifts have moved from marketing and over to branding. Now they're oftentimes a little, they're getting predictable. You know, you got the uh, somber piano music, et cetera. And you don't even know what, what the, who's paying for this commercial to the very end when they throw up their, their company name or their brand. But, In a pandemic, most of us hopefully are intuitive enough to realize, hey, this may or may not be the best time to just blast out marketing, asking for people's money, trying to make sales. There Now, don't get me wrong. There's absolutely ways you can do marketing right now in the middle of a pandemic. I'm not saying you can't, but surely most of us would agree it has changed. You have to be more nuanced. You have to be maybe... Maybe it's not quite as a forgiving of a context as it was pre-pandemic. So, but, but here is the reality. If you had a really strong brand, branding can carry the day through something like a pandemic. Okay. So branding matters. You could be making money off of your brand now, even if you had to dial back or pull back some on the marketing because it just didn't feel right. It was insensitive or whatever. Branding can still carry the day. So yes, branding impacts your bottom line in a massive way. It's got massive potential, massive power. Don't believe the lies that no money, money goes with marketing and branding is like a waste of time or money or just for the elite or any of that garbage. It's all garbage. Okay. So last thing, let's talk about the six aspects to every successful brand. We're just going to run through these. We're not going to take a deep dive, but I just want you to know this is going to help you wrap your mind around what your brand is. So there are, think of these like six spokes of a wheel. I'm not claiming that I invented all of these, but, but this is how I put them together in my own mind, in my own business, and for clients that I work with. So the first part of your brand, one of the aspects that 
most of us would associate with branding. If we know anything about branding, if we think about branding at all, if we give any thought to it, most of us are aware of that visual piece. We think like logo mark is the most common thing. Uh, my brand is my logo. That is not true in the sense that your logo mark, your logo is a small part of your brand that goes inside. It's the visual piece. It's the visual spoke. So again, think of a, a tire that's got six spokes. That visual spoke is one, only one aspect of your brand. It's the most obvious. It may be the most familiar to most of us, but it's just one out of six aspects. And it's more than your logo mark that would include color palette, any sort of visual element that is associated and attached with your brand. That's one of the six aspects. And I'll just throw this out there. We'll dive into it more later. Things like your logo mark, mm, do they matter? Absolutely, they matter. But they matter. They carry about, I don't know, 20% of the weight. Okay. So these other pieces matter too. So the second aspect or the second spoke of that wheel. The first is visual. Your brand has a visual aspect or element to it. Your brand has a value aspect. So visual, then value. A simple way to understand this is there is a value aspect to the Rolex brand that is very different than the value aspect to the dollar store brand. Okay. Both have a brand. The value piece that's associated with them in the mind of a consumer, totally different value, right? I would not expect to see a brand communicating a Rolex value with a dollar store price or vice versa. I would be shocked if the brand had a value that it was communicating that was dollar store. And then I went in and flipped the Rolex watch over and said, holy cow, that's worth that. That cost how much money? So your brand has a visual aspect a value aspect closely associated with that is a verbal aspect. So some brands, they may be witty. They may be snarky. They may be sarcastic. They may be intelligent. They may be academic on and on. We could go, but your brand has a verbal aspect. So if you're an Ivy league school and thinking about your brand, there are certain things you would or would not say that, again, would be very different than if you were running an improv sketch comedy group in Chicago. Your your verbal, the verbal part of your brand would look very different. So visual, part one, value, second spoke, verbal, third spoke, visual, verbal, or visual, value, verbal. The fourth piece, I can't make all of these start with a V. So take your pick on this fourth one. Sometimes I call it villagers. You can also insert in there, you know, a tribe or a community. So your brand attracts, cre- kind of creates a village, right? Villagers or villages happen. They, they pop up when there's the shared aspect of life. And when, so when we think of a village filled with villagers, we think of usually something smaller compared to like a massive enormous city or even a country or something like that right it's a subset within a larger set your brand attracts a certain kind of person there's there's that villager aspect to it that tribal aspect to it that community aspect to it i always relate it back to the lunch table in high school 
every high school worth its merit has the cool kids lunch table, right? And if you're not at the lunch table, there is a set, another group of people walking by the cool kids lunch table with tray in hand, wanting to be at the lunch, wanting to be included at the cool kids table. Then you've got some of you are listening right now that was like, uh-uh, not me. I never wanted to be a part of that. Right. You had the anti-cool kids, real cool kids table, whatever that is, right? We were really the smart ones. The cool kids table, they were just a bunch of goobers. We were the real cool table. Doesn't matter. Proves the same point, right? Every brand attracts a certain kind of person. And your brand has the ability to say to a customer or a consumer, ooh, I want to hang out. I want to be associated with those kinds of people, the kinds that are attached or connected to your brand. Okay? So, visual, value, verbal, those are the first three. Fourth, villager, or you can say like a tribe or community is how sometimes people talk about it. Number five, your brand has a has an experiential aspect to it, right? Brands are things that we experience. If I picked up the phone or met you at a conference and I see like a name tag or a company shirt or whatever that has your logo mark on it. And I go, oh, you're with such and such, whatever experience I have. If you were at a trade show and you ran into someone from some company, you have an experience with them. Your experience of that person gets attached to that brand. Brands have an experiential aspect that we need to pay attention to. That goes back to one of the quotes I read about that customer experience. That's why it's called customer experience. Brands are experiential. Okay. And then the sixth and final aspect of your brand is emotional. There is an emotional element attached to a brand. I feel cool when I think about that brand. I feel empowered. What on and on we could go. We're not going to take a deep dive into that now. I just want to introduce those to you to say there are six aspects to every successful brand and you can't control all these, but you can influence them. Those are visual, value, verbal, villagers, experiential, and emotional. Okay. Now, again, we just scratched the surface. I could go on and on about this. I love talking about branding. We're going to continue to talk about this so that it's no longer the most underutilized, underappreciated part of the framework. So we've just scratched the surface. Here's what I want you to walk away with. Your brand is powerful. It has cash cow potential. Not that we use it and wield it just to squeeze money out of people, but I want you to I want you to believe with me, to own it, to understand, to right, come come with me. Your brand has cash cow potential. Hopefully that gets your attention and you'll you'll keep tracking and go, ooh, then I want to figure that out more. I want to learn how to use that more. It is your brand is indescribably valuable, potentially, over time, over time. Hey, thanks for joining in on today's episode. Remember, at the top of the episode, I said you'd be able to answer two questions by the time we got done. The first question was, how valuable is your brand for your bottom line? And now you know it has cash cow potential over time. Super, super valuable. And number two, I said you'd be able to know the six parts of every successful brand. And we ran through those quickly. That's your visual aspect, the visual part of your brand, verbal, value, villagers, experiential part of your brand, and then the emotional part of your brand. 
Now, in the first episode on branding, the, the previous episode, part one of this, just to recap, don't forget, I talked about how easy it is to understand to get a definition of your brand. And so I want to just recap that again. Your brand is the gut feeling your customers, your audience has about your brand or your business. Okay, so go back again and review part one and uh, pair that up with with today's episode. And you're going to get a really, hopefully a much clearer picture of branding and how powerful your brand is. Now, I know we just scratched the surface of branding, but hopefully you can see how it fits into the overall framework and how it relates to your marketing. Hopefully that's becoming clearer and clearer in your mind. Now, on the next episode, we're going to look at the most powerful game changer of the entire seven-part Radical Empathy brand framework. It's really what drives the entire framework. So I'm excited to dive into that on the next episode. In the meantime, I'd love to connect. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter, or you can always shoot me an email at Robbie at RobbieF.com. That's R-O-B-B-Y at RobbieF.com. And if you can, I'd love for you to leave a review on iTunes. If you haven't done that already, that's just a great way for this to get into the hands of more folks who want to build a powerful and life-giving personal brand in business. Don't forget to check out the show notes. I will put a link to the Radical Empathy Brand Framework, that seven-part framework. It's a really simple drawing, so go grab that in the show notes. You can also find my top 20 website resources for 2020. I'll put a link in there. And then uh, don't forget, if you want to hop on my email list where I talk a lot more about this and where I update you on things like uh, blog articles that I that I would be writing on marketing and branding. You can jump on the email list. Just again, go to RobbieF.com, scroll all the way down and you'll see down there in the footer, there's a little place that says stay in the loop and you can stick your email in there. Uh, Also in the show notes, I'll put a link to the brand flip book that I mentioned that I got a couple of quotes from for this episode, some of those stats on branding and how valuable and uh, how much they can help you you know, generate revenue and make money for your business. So I'll put that in the show notes as well. So you can go check that book out if you want to check that book out. And then as always, I'm going to put a link to my recommended resources page. I want to point out one in particular, just because it comes up again and again. And in fact, a friend asked me about it today. So go check out Clean My Mac. If you're a Mac user, that hard drive can get really full over time with all kinds of junk you don't need. So go check out the show notes and I'm putting a link in there, not just to my recommended resources page, but a link that's going to take you right to that app that I use every single day. It's on all of my family's Macs, anyone that I work with or that reaches out to me, you know, with issues. This is a fantastic piece of software. So if you're a Mac user, go check that out. Clean my Mac. Again, I'll put that in the show notes. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode. It really means a lot to have you journey with me as we dialogue together about your brand and about your business. So until the next episode, go and build a life-giving brand. Mm-hmm.